at 1206. It's John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, also 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, they are open right now. Their new hours happen to be Tuesday through Friday. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop off and see them. Check in. Delicious, everything fresh. Now, right now, it's 12.06. It's the lunchtime, final day of August. Why not, in fact, pop in for some delicious lunch, whether it's sausage and pepper, eggplant, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, of course, the famous chocolate-covered donuts, Trump chocolate-covered donuts. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook. They're located right off of Sol's. Silver Spring Street, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Easy to get to. Uh, And remember, it's a safe, free parking part of Providence. You don't have to worry. It's off the beaten path. It's right near AAA in Providence. Everything is fresh. Their new hours are Tuesday through Friday from 7 to 2. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Now, uh, you know, the fallout continues. We are standing by President Biden is going to speak or at least read the teleprompter regarding the events in Afghanistan. Uh, Governor McKee is going to have a press briefing later today. Folks, check the website. We have the latest on Governor McKee, and he certainly has his hands full right now. Uh, DePetro.com, which is brought by Soul Source, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration, Fire Smoke Damage, Storm Damage, Water Damage. Soul, Mike Seepy and his crew, Soul, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration, Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them 401-712-2700, 617-247-5900. Again, it's a direct link at the website, which is petro.com. So there is a development that I want to um, touch on. And, I, you know, I don't know what to make of taking President Biden as far as he wants to announce what? That we're out of Afghanistan. It's been a success. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. Please share that you're watching and click the like button. But there is a development that I'm seeing. The Rhode Island Partnership for Home Care is out with a long statement warning. Home care providers are receiving hundreds of resignations from staff who refuse to get vaccinated before the October 1st date mandated by Governor McKee. They say 1,000 patients won't have care as of that day and seeks an exemption. So home care providers project mass discharge of patients by October 1st. Rhode Island's home care providers, dramatic reduction, available workers. And this is the result of the governor insisting all health care workers be vaccinated. And it's mandated vaccinated. They had protests yesterday. This group, they've been trying to get some momentum. It's not easy. While limited permanent medical exemptions will be granted, they write religious exemptions and temporary medical exemptions are disallowed. As a result, home care providers are receiving hundreds of resignations from nurses, allied health professionals, nurses assistants, social workers, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech language pathologists, office staff that are not intending to be fully vaccinated by the regulatory deadline. Current projections have over 1,000 home care patients and clients without continuity of care by September 30th. Next month, folks, due to health care workforce displacement caused by this emergency regulation. So Governor McKee, this is the ultimate to me of like when it rains, it pours. He is um, still dealing with the fallout of the resignation of his chief of staff, Tony Silva. And that whole thing is still very bizarre, the way that came about. This was the wetland, the land deal in Cumberland. And, um, and especially, you know, last week, as I was mentioning last hour, last week was was a bad week for Governor McKee, and now this week is not starting off uh, any better, For as a matter of fact. I mean, with the resignation yesterday, and and now all of a sudden, you know, that group yesterday, they were at the State House. They were trying to hand him a petition. He wasn't going to have it. Advocacy groups now, they're warning that they're receiving hundreds of resignations from nurses, other professionals that are just refusing 
to get the vaccine. And Governor McKee is mandating it. Now, there's also, folks, an interesting story because it's kind of like uh, follow the bouncing ball. Um, for instance, I noticed that, and I think it's the Providence Journal has the story, that in certain colleges, when you have high demand colleges, for example, like uh, Providence College or Brown University, that are both difficult to get into, they have a low acceptance rate, I should say. They have a lot of students that want to go there. So in that situation, they are, in fact, um, they're demanding their students be vaccinated, and they're giving very few exemptions. However, then you have a school like Johnson & Wales. And Johnson & Wales, nothing against it, but it's just not as strict, is not as hard to get into. Um, private college, for-profit college, uh, J&W, they, they're a, definitely a little bit of a different animal, and they're allowing a lot of exemptions. And I just want to double check, uh, because now I'm, I don't remember if I read that in the, I don't mean to sound like Biden, if I read that in the Providence Journal or the, the Boston Globe. Um, let's see, uh, I, it might have been the, it might have actually been the Providence Journal. So, um, but, you know, this, this is another problem. Like, how is that fair? And, you know, a lot of this is going to come down to choice. So here we go. Yet yeah, it's the Providence Journal. COVID vaccine exemption rates uh, vary widely among Rhode Island colleges. So now that's confusing to people. So with Johnson & Wales, they will accept a lot of these exemptions, religious exemptions, health, whatever it may be. PC and you are, uh, excuse me, yeah, Providence College, PC and you and uh, Brown, they won't accept them. So, you know, what are, what are parents to think of that? Every college university requires students be fully vaccinated, except for students that have an exemption. Now, the problem is, depending on where the student goes to school, it's it's very, very different of whether or not they can get the exemption. So, I mean, that's not fear across the board. There's nothing fear about that. And and I think, and now, there's even a story that the CDC is saying they're not even sure that we need, that people need booster shots. You know, that's new. That's a new development. That That is not solid. They're saying that maybe they think now that President Biden jumped the gun by saying everybody should be in motion to start getting them. That is, that's not the case in any way. So, you know, this is another example of just the inconsistencies, the inconsistencies with the CDC and how they have not been held accountable. And it's, um, it's, it's very problematic. It's very confusing. And as I've been saying, you know, Governor McKee, for his message just to be, it's time. As I've been saying, you know, it, it's not like you're telling some young kids that are out playing and it's starting to get dark. It's time to come in now. Uh, there are people that they will not get the vaccine. They will leave. They will resign. And I think Governor McKee has been counting on that he just thinks that they this is like a game of chicken, that they'll fold and that they will get the vaccine. Now, what about he's saying, all right, if you're already receiving your, you know, won't affect your pension if you come back to work. But let's face it, a lot of older nurses, healthcare professionals, they don't want to go back into the hospitals or different people's homes with, you know, the, the virus is raging and they're afraid they may get it. And maybe they weren't vaccinated. I mean, it's just, it's a very, Governor McKee has himself um, in a, in a, and again, this is, these are self-inflicted type of situations, right? These are his decisions being made. Um, it was his chief of staff, Tony Silva, form of Cumberland Police Chief that last week did the interview with Channel 12 that said, absolutely no, never, I'm never stepping down, I am not resigning until he did three days later. I mean, what is this? So I think um, Governor McKee 
between the the problems with his own internal staff and the state police investigations, and now he's got two of them going, and now this thing with the healthcare workers who don't feel they're being listened to. You know, and as I've said, folks, there's been no town hall meeting. I think the governor and Dr. Scott a while ago should have said we're going to have a meeting with all the health care providers to answer your questions and do something to try to answer some of their questions instead of just strong arming them like, listen, either get the vaccine or you're fired. And that's really been the approach. No one's going to tell me anything differently that that hasn't been the approach that that has been the approach. And and right now. You know, what's going to happen if there's no one to pop in and see and visit many of these people that depend on them to go in? And they're being told, OK, all right, well, if if I have to either get the vaccine or I'm going to lose my job, the good news is there's a lot of jobs out there because there's a worker shortage. And there is. Folks, right now, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by It's My Health. Now, listen, you want to stay healthy. Contact Marie, It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You call her 305-3585. Pop in and see her. It's My Health. Right diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Vitamins, herbal remedies, local products like the acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. Hemp and CBD products. It's My Health. Pop in and see her. I bet you've driven by, I get email from people that say, you know, Juan, I've driven by that old white church on Menden Road across from Davenport Restaurant 200 times. And I never thought to pop in until I heard you talk about it. I heard Marie on your program. I popped in. We got some children's vitamins. We got some other things. Or this one man said his wife signed up for a massage, healing, reflexology. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road. In Cumberland. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Tuesday, and um, and this portion of the program is brought to you by the Senadale Revival. Winner of Rhode Island Monthly, voted uh, several awards, comfort, food, and cocktails. Senadale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew run a great operation. Now, the situation, uh, obviously, as we've been talking about in, in Afghanistan, just, folks, it just continues to go from... From bad to worse. And as far as Governor McKee, uh, as I've said, I, I just don't think his Department of Health, I was actually surprised that he, you know, kept everything intact with Dr. Scott, who, you know, one thing I will say about Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, she was there with Governor Amundo. She is that. She is a doctor. She is not. Uh, particularly great at public speaking. I think Dr. McDonald seems to be a little more talented in that area. Nothing against her. It's not a gender thing. Some people are better public speakers than others. Um, but the way that they have tried to strong arm many of these healthcare workers, it is seemingly now that this is this is going to be a problem. And and I'm not saying it's a problem this afternoon, but it sounds like coming up on October 1st, if they hold this type of strong arm approach um, that it's it's going to prove problematic. And with Governor McKee, the train is moving faster. The train is moving a lot faster. You know, when he came in, as I mentioned, his first interview was the fact of uh, they asked him what surprised him the most. He did that interview with Ted Nisi and Tim White, and he said the the media the media has kind of surprised him. He had a kind of a last-minute press conference that they called at his house, at his house, in front of his house, on his lawn, like on a Saturday. And it seemed a little bit um, all over the place. And and now, you know, the honeymoon period for Governor McKee is, is like way over. But what he has to deal with now is things start to pile up a little bit. You know, he's the head of the DMV. Bud Craddock is still under state police investigation, basically running a brothel at one of his rental properties. Now, when I say that, I don't mean he was running it, but it was the second time as a landlord that he was caught. He's the former police chief in Cranston. You might expect that someone might, especially after they, the first time they got caught, 
that they may think, oh, I get it. Somebody comes in from out of state. They're willing to pay their rent in cash. They'll pay above rent. You know, whatever it is you want. You want $2,500 a month, and they'll pay you $3,000 in cash. And kind of a loose-fitting business, uh, you know, as I've said, he definitely was in the head of the detective bureau. But, uh, and this is the second time. And so Governor McKee is going to decide what he's going to do with with Craddock, who then was even, you know, trying to do an end around with his lawyer. He's not really the owner of the building. He's just part of a company that he and his wife own. So technically he's not. They're like, whatever that's supposed to mean. But I want to go to... Um, Dan McGowan, who we speak to on Wednesday from the Boston Globe, he wrote Governor McKee's first real political headache. And um, he writes, and it's kind of, I've kind of said the same thing, case study how not to handle a scandal. It's hard to believe it's just been two weeks since McKee told reporters he was concerned about his name being in the headlines regarding Tony Silva's controversy in Cumberland. Not concerned with Silva's handling of the issue itself. Later said he had full confidence in Silva. <clears throat> then asked the Attorney General State Police to investigate the matter. Then his office guaranteed at least another full week of coverage. And by the way, Silva then went on Channel 12 and said there was no way he was resigning because he didn't do anything wrong. And then they start off Monday morning with the resignation. So uh, McGowan writes, it was clear so would go after WPRI reported he attempt to influence Cumberland Mayor Jeff Mutter to not oppose the development. But McKee allowed the issue to become an unnecessary distraction. So he writes that this is his first political challenge. And it has been a difficult one. Uh, And as far as, you know, vaccinations, the numbers are going up. So now he does have a new temporary, at least, chief of staff. He promoted Tony Afonso, chief of staff. He was involved with 38 Studios, but... What I think is another point about Governor McKee's new chief of staff, as I put out on social media, so if we are to, you know, follow exactly how that that is being done as far as his temp could be temporary, but chief of staff is Tony Afonso. So I want to give credit to I think uh, it was the Boston Globe that has reported that Rhode Island Governor's Chief of Staff Afonso and his wife have been McKee's biggest campaign donors over the years. According to the State Board of Elections, Rita Afonso. And again, he's another Cumberland guy. So the wife has contributed 8,000. The husband, who's the Chief of Staff, has contributed basically 6,000. So as a couple, they've given him 14 grand. So now... You know, that raises the question, are, are, are workers for the governor, are they encouraged to, you know, donate and tap out as, as a family? Uh, there have been situations like that, by the way, where sometimes you have, um, sometimes you have a situation where, you know, the people are putting donations under the, the names of their children, as a matter of fact. So... I'm not saying, again, I'm not alleging anything was done wrong. I'm not saying that Governor McKee did anything wrong. Um, But it certainly raises questions of exactly, you know, is that how the way it has to go? If you want to be on the inner circle of the staff, that as a family, you need to kind of tap out in both. It's not enough that just Tony Afonso's donating plus the wife is donating. So as a couple, they've given close to 14000 maybe a little bit shy of that. Um, and also this investigation with his now former chief of staff, Tony Silva, who, as I said, folks, made his situation worse by doing that interview with Tim White, where he was insisting there's no way I'm resigning. And the reason I'm not resigning is because I have done nothing wrong. And what he meant to say was, I'm not resigning today. I'm going to resign over the weekend or whatever. Now he's retiring, whatever you want to call it. He's out. He's no longer chief of staff. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show at 1225 on this Tuesday is brought by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Rhode Island's number one garden center. Folks, fall is on the way. 
homegrown for moms and kale, four to 12 inch pots, uh, 10 to 12 inch hanging mums, ornamental peppers, straw, pop it and see them. They have farm fresh produce, delicious corn, zucchini, yellow squash, green peppers, cucumbers. It's Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Pop in and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're right off of Route 4. Pop in and see them. And they're also on Facebook. It's John DePietro on this Tuesday. Now, you know, the situation as we've talked talked about in Afghanistan, I'm always big folks. Hear me out. And again, good afternoon to everybody tuning in. We live stream this hour, the Midday Report on Facebook. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. You can click the like button. Please share with your friends that you're watching. And then you can always remember, if you want to listen, just say, Alexa, put on WNRI. Or you can listen at the website, which is DePietro.com. But, um, you know, it's the visuals. I always talk about the, the stories that are the most damaging are the stories that, that are really easy to understand. And they're the most damaging for a politician. And President Biden, who by all accounts, folks, I mean, let's just be honest. Um, there may be certain situations where they feel that they can prop him up and have him read the teleprompter. Um, he is certainly aging seemingly rather rapidly. He is not as sharp as he once was, which is understandable. He's no spring chicken, so to speak. But the element of, and, and, and you know, I was speaking with someone this morning who actually deals with older individuals. And she was suggesting that many times in order to make them comfortable, they want to put them in comfortable clothes and listen, he's under stress. He's under pressure. The cameras are always on him. Although he's 78 years old, I would just say with the tragedy and the life that he's lived with, he was vice president for eight years. He lost his son, Bo, to cancer. His, he had a tragedy years ago in the 70s. His wife and daughter were killed in a car accident. Um, there, were, there were people that are much older than Joe Biden who seem just a little, you know, sharper. He seems an, an old 78, and he will be 79 in November. And again, there, there, there are people, for instance, you know, Mike Bloomberg, Bernie Sand. There are some people that seem pretty sharp. They're even older than him. He doesn't seem one of them. But she was telling me that they, they think they put the watch on him just to make him comfortable. He probably always wears the watch. You don't want to do anything where then he's like, did I forget my watch? Where's my watch? Maybe he likes to check the time. I'm not sure. He could be losing track of how long he's been there. If he's tired, if he's under stress, we don't know if he's on medication. We don't know what's going on. But the visual of President Biden standing there. As the remains of our fallen soldiers heroes are being brought off. And one of the, the gold star, one of the family members noted and counted that President Biden checked his watch 12 times. Now, again, I, I don't know. He could have been, it could be a nervous habit. It could be a nervous habit. I don't think he was in a rush to go anywhere. It could be just he wasn't even thinking of it, right? He may not have been aware that he was doing it. But that is one of those visuals, kind of like um, President, President Bush 41 in, in the debate with Clinton, looking at his watch as if, like, do you have somewhere else to be? You know, at this point, they shouldn't even put a watch on him. He's not going anywhere. He could turn to his wife, Secret Service aide, whatever. Hey, what time is it? Whatever. I, I don't know what to make of that. Maybe he had to take a certain medication at a certain time. I mean, I was just trying to think. What would I think it's just a nervous tick. The way that people just do something they're uncomfortable. So he likes to just check his watch. Maybe he just keep maybe he was forgetting how long he was standing out there. But my point is that's a visual that people can understand, right? Like how insensitive you're gonna be in the moment, but I think, like they're finding, First Lady Jill Biden and his chief of staff, Ron Klein. Um, 
Listen, they, they're, I, I mean, I think, and there could be other people behind the scenes that we don't know, but they're basically running the country right now. And when they put them up there and they think every box is checked, what could go wrong? He says things like, they tell me I have to call on this person next. Or, you know, he's doing a hurricane presser. And then the president of the United States says, well, they told me not to talk about Afghanistan. I mean, it's they can't script that. I bet they did tell him, don't talk about Afghanistan. But apparently they didn't say, now, don't tell everyone that we told you not to talk about it. Just don't talk about it. Uh, we're going to give you a list of who to call on. But don't tell everyone we gave you the list. And by the way, there's nothing new about that. If you look at press briefings of other presidents, they want it done in an orderly fashion. That's not even the point. They don't want a free-for-all when everyone's just yelling out. So they do have an orderly process. But you don't announce they've told me who I'm supposed to call on. I mean, that is not done. So now the situation with Governor McKee, folks, and again, good afternoon. It's 1232. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, folks, I want to remind you that if you were in an auto accident or maybe involved with a slip and fall workplace injury, first of all, you have my sympathy. You are family member. Listen up. If you're listening right now, either you, family member, someone you know was somehow involved with an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, you are entitled to be compensated for your injuries. You are. But the problem is you need a fighter. You need someone who will go to bat for you. That person, I would argue, is Jack Calvino. Hey, 50 years personal experience he has and 100 years total combined for staff. Call right now for a free consultation. It's 1233 on this Tuesday. If this describes you, if you were involved, family member, friend, husband, father, mother, son, daughter, auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, call 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. In a perfect world, you were injured, you, the other party would step up, you'd be properly compensated. Folks, I'm sorry, it doesn't seem to work that way. Call Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. As I like to say, fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. Folks, it's John DePietro. Remember, check out our website, depetro.com. Petro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Great menu, the full bar, uh, something on the menu for everyone. They're waiting for you. A great meal, they're open seven days a week, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. So um, now, obviously, the big news of the day locally is that the Patriots have cut Cam Newton loose. So I'm, I'm aware of that. That is obviously that they have released him. Uh, it's more of a sports story than anything, but it is a big story. It is a big story. I don't know the whole behind the scenes other than uh, he certainly had some problems with um, because he, he was the one that played. He certainly looked like the starter. I don't do a sports show, but that's really like a crossover type story. But I think they just got fed up. I mean, the guy could not follow the protocol, if, you, if you're not going to get vaccinated, which he refuses to be vaccinated, then you at least got to follow whatever rules they have set up. He refuses to follow them, and I just think Belichick is the type. He just doesn't want to deal with it. But the largest scope, folks, um, the big story just that continues is this situation in Afghanistan where it's um, it is it's embarrassing it's um, never mind they left all the service dogs behind. We left people behind. I, I also have a problem with I, what I do not understand. What I do not understand, and I'm not alone, obviously, but this business that, that we left all our equipment behind. Blackhawk helicopters. Did you see the Taliban driving our tanks? Um, I, I don't, none of that makes sense to me somehow. 
if that was negotiated. Who negotiated that? We have other bases that could have been transferred to. I know President Trump is now saying we should bomb the hell out of it, destroy it. That, I mean, if, if that's our option, those are not good options. Those are not good options. Um, if that's our, if that's the option. So either we leave it for them, but Americans are going to be killed. The Taliban are celebrating that they defeated the West. They were celebrating at the airport to see them driving our tanks, shooting American-made rifles. They have our body armor. They have our different vehicles. I mean, it, it, they, they, we gave them an Air Force. I, I don't understand any of it. I really don't. I know, I know what they're trying to say, I believe is that the Afghan army collapsed much faster than they thought. So there may have been a plan that we're going to get that stuff out of there. But but the Afghan army basically collapsed because they knew we were leaving. Suddenly, we were like leaving in the middle of the night. Um, and this thing is not going away. I'll tell you what's different from 20 years ago, from when we first entered Afghanistan. And that's technology. And there's more independent journalists out there. You know, it's dangerous in Afghanistan, but because of technology and cell phones and uh, sending encrypted messages and there's ways for people to hide and be embedded in the country and get information out. So, you know, 20 years ago, I remember when Secretary of State, um, when, excuse me, head of the Pentagon, Don Rumsfeld announced that. You know, initially, American troops entered Afghanistan. I think they were on horseback. I'm pretty positive they were on horseback that we were going into Afghanistan. But, you know, you didn't have the capability then that you have now. So the the reporting is going to be far more consistent in the fact that they left a lot of people behind. Now, close to home, this is a headline to pay attention to. And that is Rhode Island General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, who I would never vote for for governor, is calling on Governor McKee to require teachers and school staff to be vaccinated in Rhode Island. So now the problem is normally, normally the governor should just ignore who cares what the general treasurer thinks. What does that have to do with the general treasurer's office? Nothing. But the problem we're seeing with McKee is he starts to feel pressure from the people challenging him to run for governor. So Magazina said, with children across Rhode Island returning to school, we have to take immediate action, protect them. Rhode Island should join other states, California, Illinois, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Washington, instituting a vaccine vaccination requirement for all teachers and school support staff. Here's the thing. California is on lockdown. Who wants to follow California? He mentions Oregon. The governor of Oregon is nuts. The governor of Oregon, she, she's saying, yeah, home of Seattle and Portland. Well, Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon. She, she's saying that even if you're outside and you're, you've been vaccinated, you should wear a mask. New York has de Blasio and Cuomo. Who wants to follow these states? They're, the keys insane. We don't want to follow them. Follow those states. Those states are all failing. People are leaving California. Illinois is a disaster. New York, New Jersey, people are fleeing those states. Oregon and Washington. What? They're totally whacked. They never want this to end. That's who he wants to emulate. He says, while it's been reported 90% of teachers and school staff have been vaccinated, this means 2,000 unvaccinated adults will soon be going to work or island school with students, many not old enough to be vaccinated. It's dangerous, unacceptable. If you have a 25-year-old young female teacher, the danger is not there. He is playing politics with people's health. The general treasurer, Seth Magaziner. The guy is just despicable. He is bought and paid for by the unions. Um, You know, think, are those really the states that we want to follow? You want to follow California? You want to follow Portland? Or excuse me, Oregon and Washington State? Those people, they're like another planet. I haven't haven't had the opportunity uh, to visit the Pacific Northwest. After what we've witnessed... 
in Seattle and Portland with Antifa and the way their politicians are. I have no desire to visit that part of the country. And it's to, I have heard the Oregon coast is beautiful. I'm just going to have to live without it. He wants to follow what they're doing. Who would want to follow what they're doing? That is ludicrous. I mean, you don't want to. How about New Zealand locked down the entire country because there was one case. One person came down with COVID, not died. One person. And they locked down the entire country. So you want to follow that? He is just impossible, that guy. <sighs> Folks, at 1241, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Now, listen, we've had a lot of rain. More rain's coming. We've had a lot of humidity. Outside your home, I would imagine, I'm going to take a guess, you have some mildew and stains You want Jamie's Power Wash and Deck Staining. What an incredible job they do. Uh, Pressure wash your vinyl siding or your deck or patio or walkway. Removes dirt, mold, mildew, bugs. Call them today, 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. Jamie's Power Wash. Now, on top of that, you can also find them on Facebook Folks, um, we're still early in the season. You don't want to let this stuff go. Uh, online at jamiespowerwash.com. And the Facebook page is Jamie's Power Wash. And the website is jamiespowerwash.com. Call today, free quote, 401 837 4545. 401 837 4545 for Jamie's Power Wash. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, the Seth Magazine stuff, as much as that should be just dismissed, you can't count on that. Governor McKee right now is in a little bit of like in the wind, a finger in the wind. And he's feeling pressure, so maybe he reacts. Um, the, the fact that the general treasurer is playing politics with whether or not School uh, teachers and staff should be vaccinated is is despicable. I'm not surprised at that. Um, I'm not surprised in any way. Seth Magazina is not prepared to be governor. He should not be considered for governor. He, He shouldn't even be running for governor. He's running for governor because his family has money. His father was, you know, very friendly with Bill Clinton His father was also friendly with Jeffrey Epstein, but Seth Magaziner, the only reason he's being taken seriously is because he has the Ramundo apparatus for elections, we're told. And on top of that, not only that, but he also um, has a situation where he, he has the funds. Like everyone says that he has, in fact, he could uh, quickly write um, a check. So that is um, that is obviously, but that's the only reason. It's not based on his ideas, and it's not like he's done a fantastic idea. But he's now pressuring Governor McKee to institute a vaccine requirement for teachers and school support staff in Rhode Island. Folks, again, though, the people that put these people in office— are the ones that, you know, the, the teachers unions are going to have to deal with that. Who put who put Seth Magaziner in office? The teachers unions did. So, I mean, who you know, they have no one to blame, basically, but but themselves. That's he would not be in office if it weren't for uh, if if it weren't for. If it weren't for the unions, he would, in fact, not even be in office. So um, and, and so now, right now, is when the people that put him in office, basically, if they want to uh, do something about it, they have no one to blame but themselves. Um no one to blame but themselves because they're the ones that put him in office in the first place. Put it that way. Um, so now in the city of Providence, there's several things going on right now where there are some um, Rhode Island Hospital has some victims. Providence has a crime scene. 
Um, I'm just seeing some of the latest information, folks, right now. So California Avenue, Washington Park, uh, they had a, um, a shooting, broad daylight shooting. Um, I mean, this, that, that's welcome to Providence because, you know, who are the people? It's the people in the east side that put Mayor Lorza in office. And Mayor Lorza embraces the defund the police anti-police groups. He allows city policing to be organized basically by Black Lives Matter. And as a result of that, you know, you, you get that's the type of policing that you have. So you, you want a, a, a serious uh, police operation? You can't have someone like Mayor Lorza. By the way, I also, at 1246, I think, and I don't know, but I think the residents of Providence are going to think long and hard on he broke ground with the type of mayor that was elected, meaning Alorza. And I don't know, but I think the, the, the residents of Providence are going to think long and hard about basically just putting an activist in charge of the city. They shouldn't be. And there are several activists that are running for that job. Um, you can't have someone like that. You need a serious person who's going to be in charge um, of, this, of the situation, who's going to be running the city. And that person certainly is not Alorza. So what does he say every time? We got to get guns off the street, these poor kids. He's like apologetic for them, blah, blah, blah. Um, meanwhile, he allowed the gang database to be taken down. Uh, the Providence has had a, tr- a tremendous number of people being killed with stabbings, by the way. He should not be in charge. You know, in Providence right now, they're trying to have a debate. Is graffiti really uh, defacing property or should we just consider it art? You know, know what that, that is waving the white flag of surrender. If someone owns a building, if they want to paint the building, that's their decision. You can't have people just decide they want to take a spray can and, you know, but is it really graffiti or is it street art? No, no, it's not. It's graffiti. That's what it is. You're vandalizing property. That's how whacked things have gotten under Mayor Alorza in Providence, where he actually tries to make the argument. You know what the real argument is? Because there's so much graffiti, because he allows quality of life type of issues because there's so much graffiti everywhere instead of saying listen we're going to cut down on it it's not acceptable instead he tries to spin it as is it really a public nuisance or is it public art and tries to spin this you know there's actually a story about it community leaders divided over graffiti in providence some say tagging is a blight some say it could be a form of expression from young artists. Wrong. No, they have no right to do that. Oh, my God. And instead, what do they have? They, you know, it's a blight. There's all these, it's graffiti. It's dirty. People feel they can put it anywhere. But it's so pathetic that some people are trying to say, like Kat Kerwin, if there's a wall abandoned, People can turn it into something beautiful. Graffiti is a form of art. It's important in some cultures. No, it, it shows decay. It shows urban decay. There's a lot of young artists in the city. They use graffiti to build their brand. I think calling them a big problem would be very tone deaf. No, you're tone deaf. You're tone deaf. The tags on the wall at the Capitol Hill are covering up a mural that's been there for 30 years, but not everyone sees it as a bad thing. No. When you're doing that, you have no right to do it. She is part of the problem. She is absolutely part of the problem. And that's the way they try to spin it. No, no, it's, you know, it's like someone trespassing. If someone comes into your home, no, no, they're not trespassing. They're just visiting. They're just visiting. Oh, no, they're not. You know, you're looking at this all wrong. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this uh, Tuesday. This portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. 
Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie. Hey, listen, folks, it's going to be hot all through next month. R.E. Coogan and Heating, they offer 24-hour emergency service, whether it be plumbing or heating uh, or cooling, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Look for them on Facebook. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. And you can also find them online, recooganheating.com. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by State Towing Service, auto sales and repair, 24-hour towing. Now, listen, especially if you're a landlord and you have some deadbeats that are parking on your rental property, State Towing Service, auto sales and repair. Call them, 401-331-0925. It's our friend Michael Salvatore. He backs the police, 380 Valley Street in Providence for State Towing Service. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Right now, it's 1252 on this final day of August, and I just want to... Uh, Also, double check. It's been a very busy day uh, in the city of Providence as far as violence, believe it or not. Um, Let's see. Providence police first responded to a cemetery. Caller believed he sees a murder suspect from the weekend in the cemetery. It wasn't him. Then Providence police, again, were called out to California Avenue, which is in Washington Park, which is right near. They call them the state streets. California, you have New York Avenue, you have Indiana Avenue. You also have Carolina, where they had the uh, the gang shooting back in May. So uh, there was an unbelievable shooting on California, which I'm I'm pretty sure has had some... um, Gang activity, because I think they had stopped someone earlier back in May on that street, pulled them over, and they had a a loaded weapon. And then you had, um, let's see, uh, Providence. They were working a case at a local hotel. They had a crime scene. They were looking BCI people at um, the hospital. But I also saw that... They had a lot of shell casings. Again, folks, it's, I can't be everywhere. Juan is on the Providence Police Investigation shooting California Avenue, 22 shell casings on the ground. So that is Washington Park. And I believe that is, you know, that is one of those streets, as they call them, the state streets, where they, they've had some some gang activity. So, you know, and then in the midst of all this, you have someone like Alorza. Who is saying, um, you know, maybe, well, uh, maybe we should just accept that we're going to have, um, maybe we we should just accept that we're going to have graffiti, folks. I also want to mention the Wall Street Journal had a a very good piece, the best of America. The thirteen men and women who died in Kabul run a rescue mission. They represent the best of America. That should not be forgotten. Think of that. Our troops that Biden put in harm's way, those 13 lives lost. And I'm sorry, I just have a problem with these local restaurants that are putting the table and 12 beers and a draft or 13, excuse me, and that's supposed to represent them. And um, I just say that because I just I think a lot of the people that are doing it um, that that they're the people that put Biden in office in the first place. But the fact that that was a rescue mission they were involved in. That was a rescue mission. This that they they were there to help Americans get out, the Afghans get out. I mean, that is what is just so bothersome about that. 
Biden and his wife paid their respects Sunday at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. 13 Americans died at Kabul. Um, selfless rescue mission. Age 20 to 31. A mix of ethnic groups, middle class, patriotic families always bear the worst burden of war. Family members say most of them joined out of individual purpose and national pride. Volunteer um, army who followed orders, no matter the risk or ill-advised war plan. Ugh. Nicole Gee, recently promoted to Marine Sergeant, Mal- married to a fellow Marine. Only days before she posted on Instagram her now famous photo, I love my job. She was 23 years old and killed. Then you have Jared Schmidt, always wanted to be a Marine. His father said his entire world was U.S. Marine Corps. Committed to it in high school, dedicated, did not hesitate when called in in a rescue mission. Lance Corporal Riley McCullum of Jackson, bound and determined to join the Marines. He knew, his sister said from the time he was four years old, he was going to be a Marine. One of them, uh, he enlisted on his 18th birthday. He had been on the school wrestling team. And a baby is coming in just a few weeks. Ah, God. Every death in war is heartbreaking. Especially when the mission that killed them didn't have to happen the way it did. But their service is also reassuring for showing millions of young Americans are still willing to sacrifice to defend their country and its principles. We'll wager they didn't wait in the locker room when the national anthem was played. Huh. What a great line. You know, folks, that they are the heroes, you know. And then you have someone like a Cam Newton who... Is, is basically, you know, a spoiled athlete dancing around a rap. Zoe came under fire for that. Won't, not only wouldn't get vaccinated, but can't even follow basic protocol that's involved with it. Um, you know, this type of moment, you really see who the heroes are. And they're not people that we often see uh, most of the time that are on, um, you know, some kind of a, on a field. They are not heroes, right? Someone 6'11", who can dunk the basketball is not a hero. They're someone who's 6'11", who can dunk a basketball and is overpaid for it. Someone who is deployed to Afghanistan on a rescue mission and they go, because that's what they're ordered to do. That is a hero. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Competition Shooting Supplies. Remember our friend John Francis. Call him today, 727-1716, 401-727-1716. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Providence, Fire, uh, excuse me, in Pawtucket. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Firearms, ammunition, it's competition, shooting supplies. And John Francis, he'll buy if you have some firearms for sale. And he also has a very up-to-date Facebook page. It's competition, shooting supplies. Folks, it's John DePietro. It's 1259. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. The Power Hour is next. Radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Can listen online at the website, which is petro.com. Again, the one o'clock news, and then another full hour to go. Leave it right here. It's the John DePetro Show. Stay tuned for the one o'clock news. <laughs>